All right, guys, welcome back into another PGA DFS video. My name is Eric Pausing. I'm going to be breaking down the Rocket Mortgage Classic, going over the top picks in each price run range, highlighting the core plays as they come. And just right off the bat, this week is very interesting in terms of lineup construction because the 7K, that <clears throat> low-tier price run range, is absolutely loaded, guys. I'm pretty excited for kind of the roster construction that we can see this week. Um, and it just makes the week overall very interesting. Um, so yeah, let's just get right into it. I'll, I'll show you guys that as we go. <clears throat> so just starting right off the bat though, um, Patrick Hanley, I do absolutely love as a play Patrick Hanley, obviously the top rated player in the nine to five mile this week. And that just comes down to the fact that this guy has been some really strong recent form. Um, he just continues to play extremely well. Yes. He doesn't have any course history, but he's a top four staff in the field, uh, best recent form in the field. Like there's just really no reason not to play Patrick Hanley this week. Uh, we can see just rattling off a bunch of great finishes. And even in weeks where people might not have seen him as a great play, he's really went out and produced. He's only had one bad start really over his last 10 starts, um, which was six events ago. And, you know, basically every event over his last eight starts, besides that missed cut, have been top 15 or better finishes. I mean, he's going to be tough to pass up on. And really, he is the, just the ideal play here. Uh, you look at some of the previous winners, the Nate Lashley win was still one of the most fun wins. He was a Monday ad, but he was like an easy play to spot. Like he was just checking all the boxes that week. And it's just like a strong, easy play that week. I think he was a core play that week. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau a couple of years ago. And then last year, last year I was on Troy Merritt and Joaquin Neiman to win. And then Cameron Davis hits this lucky chip shot eagle in. Uh, to eventually beat both Joaquin Neiman and Troy Merritt in a playoff, which to me was probably one of the most painful uh, losses for an outright bet last year to have you know two out of three players in a playoff and they didn't, don't win. That was painful to me. Um, that's my long way of saying, like, I don't want to say it's easy to spot like the top plays, but I would say, you know, Patrick Hanley is going to be one of those top plays. So, yeah, I do like Patrick Hanley this week. Uh, Tony Finau, you could go back to if you want to. Will Zalatoris, you know, he is ranking out well. Uh, didn't play well here last year, but, you know, third best specialist in the field, uh, 13th best staff, but he's fine. Cameron Young, really just a strong play as well. Recent form has been a little bit too hit or miss, I guess. Um, you know, second place at the last major and then just struggled for three weeks, but that could just been like a mental, mental break, I guess, if you will, where you're grinding over these really strong events where, you're in contention to win and you just haven't been able to do it. I could see that getting to someone mentally. And, you know, I would say that that was more the cause for his missed cuts really than anything else than capabilities because he is the third best staff in the field. We have seen him have that upside. Now, yes, he is priced up a lot. But like I said, guys, like the low tier price run range is so loaded that like I have been kind of just ending up on him. So I kind of see Cameron Young in DFS as more of a shoulder shrug play. But if you're making like top 10 bets, I think he makes a lot of sense as a top 10 bet or even an outright bet. Uh, you could make him, you know, I think that'd be the route to go. Now, Max Homa to me, he is going to be a core play to me. Max Homa, I just think is such a strong play this week. He continues to play well. Sure, he struggled at the Open Championship. I literally think that is due to him playing with Tiger, okay? Um, I think it was just a mental thing. Uh, wasn't on his A game like he typically would be. He kind of just... I don't know. We see that a lot. We call it the tiger effect. Like we've seen that a lot. I, I don't think we have to worry about like his form too much. He still is in the fourth best recent form in the field. We get him priced down a little bit due to that miscut. He's made two cuts at this tournament. You know, he's the second best staff in the field, second best in the nine to five model, uh, 15th best staff. It really is just going to be a strong play. I think he is a great play. Um, Cameron Davis is very interesting to me as well because terrible course history, but he won. 
you know, that's that's where it gets interesting. And that's, you know, not a bad staff hit. Pretty good recent form. Fifth best in the field. Specialist could be a little bit better. Doesn't really rank out too well in the 9-5 mile due to the fact that not the best specialist and not the best course history, although he is coming off of a victory here. That's, you know, that's an interesting thing. I do think he's priced up a little bit too much this week. But, you know, once again, he's more of a shoulder shrug play to me, just like Cameron Young, okay? And then we get into a very interesting kind of price point range. Now, Adam Scott. Adam Scott at the Open Championship, um, I didn't mind because there wasn't that much um, risk anywhere on the course. Like, you're just not going to hit it into water. Like, he's had a blow-up hole cost him a bunch of tournaments this season. And, you know, that's not really a worry this week as well. So, you know, at 9.3, I do think Adam Scott makes a lot of sense. He should be a strong play. Keegan Bradley, I do like as well. Keegan Bradley was really ranking out well. Um, if you look at his two missed cuts there, they're at tournaments that you really wouldn't expect him to make the cut. And he's one of the players that, you know, if you take out those missed cuts, would be checking all the boxes coming into this week. Um, you know, strong course history rank, strong recent form rank, still top 10 in the field, even though he's missed two straight cuts. Um, ranks out third best in the mile. And that's because, you know, strong um, staff, stat rank play, you know, really just strong in all of them. What are the key stats for this week? Um, we're going to be looking at greens gained, okay? We're going to be looking at ball striking. We're going to be looking at birdie or better percentage and par five scoring. So those are kind of the top key stats that we have seen this week. Pretty much it's all about peppering the greens. You need to have greens and regulations. That's why we're looking at greens grain. And that's why it's no surprise that something like ball striking is popping up as well. We do see you need to be scoring more so than avoiding bogeys. Birdie or better percentage is what we're going to be looking at. And how do you score? Uh, part five scoring was really popping as well. And Keegan Bradley really just coming in as a strong play in greens and regulation, ball striking, and birdie or better percentage. Could be a little bit better at scoring on par fives, I guess. If he struggles, that would be the reason why. Then we get into that mid-tier price point range. Like Denny McCarthy, I'm perfectly fine with. Denny McCarthy has been playing some great golf. Um, you know, of course, history rank could be a little bit better, but we can see over his last four starts, he's had three top 10 finishes. I mean, that is spectacular. If you want to bet him to possibly just top 20 or so, um, I, I think that might be the route to go. But in terms of like DFS play, I think he's fine. So he missed a cut last year, but 21st place finish um, in the opening of this tournament. So that's fine. Key stat could be a little bit better, I guess, if you will. But he has you know, been scoring a lot, and he has been scoring on par five. So you know, overall, it's a quality play. Uh, Maverick McNeely, once again, I'm going to have him as a core play. Uh, just coming in, checking all the boxes. He is someone that's going to be tough to avoid. We look at his last four starts now, 49th last week. Kind of a disappointment, you know, just didn't have it all together. But besides that, 9th, 16th, 8th, you know, that was all good stuff there from him. Um, <clears throat> the 29th best staff in the field, that that could be a little bit better. Uh, you know, only the 30th best specialist. Uh, course history rank, though, that's what we like. 21st and 8th place finish. So that's good stuff there from him. Uh, Cameron Tringali was a big disappointment last week, but I do think, you know, could be a strong bounce back spot for him. Uh, obviously didn't have his egg egg going. Obviously not someone you're going to go crazy with, but, you know, um, pretty strong course history. Recent form is okay. Um, you know, 14th, 30th, and 5th place finishers at this course. Like, that's okay. Adam had one I don't mind as well. We're getting a nice price discount from the last two weeks with him. Uh, 38th place finish last week. That's only okay, but miscut. And then, you know, some quality golf prior to that. Overall, ranked 16th in the 9-5 mile. Like, I think he's a strong play. And then Mark Harbour. Mark Harbour I struggle with because, like, at this price point, he's almost a core play. I think if he was a little bit cheaper, I'd be more intrigued to make him a core play. Ranks out 16th in the 9-5 mile, so he missed a cut here last year. 
and a 12th place finish the year before that, but we can see his recent form has been extremely solid. Fourth, third, 13th, 46th, 44th, 52th, 32nd. Like, pretty good stuff there over his last seven starts on the PGA Tour. Of course, this year, right, you know, one good start, one miscut. You know, it is what it is. 28th best stat fit, you know, at this price point, that's perfectly fine with me. Um, 15th best in the 95 model, like, just strong over there. I do see Chris Kirk as kind of a core play as well. So he's made six straight cuts in a row now, which obviously is spectacular. He's finished 12th and 21st at this tournament. We can see staff it wise, six best staff it in the field. Okay. I mean, that is spectacular. One second here. Still not like fully over the COVID, just with like the throat. I don't know. It's weird. But staff it wise, 14th and green gain, greens gain. 17th in ball striking, 25th in birdie or better percentage, and par 5 scoring could be better. Um, or he's 25th in par 5 scoring, 17th in birdie or better percentage. But he has been peppering the greens. So, you know, pretty good stuff there from Chris Kirk. We can look at his last few starts. Now, they haven't been great starts, I guess, but they have been made cuts. And you get a tournament in which obviously he really likes. Obviously, it's a good fit for him. I think he's a strong play at 7.9. I do see him as a core play currently. Scott Stallings is going to be a fine GPP play, but not someone you're going to go crazy with in cash or anything like that. Um, maybe someone you, you place an outright bet on. Troy Merritt. Troy Merritt. Uh, he's been playing okay. Um, doesn't rank out well in the 9-5 model. Finished second and eighth at this event the last year. He's missed a cut the year before. Like I think he's a fine play. I wish he would have had a much better upside finish last week. <coughs> Brent Steele's fine, but this is where we get into the interesting zone here. Like, Taylor Pendrith really ranking out well. Now, he's not the best at fit in the field. I guess that's going to be the worry with him. But 12th best recent foreign in the field. Second best specialist in the field. Taylor Pendrith has just been playing some spectacular golf here, guys. 11th, 13th, 13th, 42nd, 25th, miscut, 49th, 16th. So, over his last eight starts, he's only had one miscut. And over his last three starts, his worst finish was 13th. I mean, Taylor Pendrith at 7.5, absolutely spectacular value there on DraftKings this week. I think that's going to be something I can't pass up on. And you guys kind of know what I do in DFS. It's like I tend to play a player until they let me down. That's what I'm going to be going with Taylor Pendrith this week, where we've been playing him the last three weeks. I'm going to continue to roster him the, um, the next few weeks. Chris Goddard, is he going to be cash or chalky again? Um, I put a tweet out there like, was Chris Goddard the worst chalk that we've had this season? And personally, I didn't think so. I thought the random Aaron Wise chalk week, the really random Aaron Wise chalk week was the worst one because that was just like, he was like the 60th best play in the 95 bottle and he was chalk. That was weird. Where like Chris Goddard was at least like 20th. It made sense um, for him to be a play that people liked, but he was getting a lot of ownership to the point where it's like, okay, we don't need to be on him. And then like Brooks Kepka was the other one where I think he was like 8.9K or something like that, but he was like, the highest owned player on the slate. It was, it was strange. Um, but you know, I'll, I'll be interested to see if God Arp is going to be cat or, um, high on this week as well. Uh, Ryan Palmer kind of checking some boxes here. That's kind of strange to me that he's popping. Jonathan Vegas. I think he's a fine play. Uh, look at something like Mackenzie Hughes. Like we can see all these golfers are ranking out as golfers that should make the cut. Mackenzie Hughes, Nick Hardy. Um, we look at Adam Svensson. Adam Svensson. I like a decent amount as a play. Joel Damon. You know, he's been playing some okay golf recently. But we go lower. We go to, like, Wyndham Clark. Wyndham Clark, I absolutely love as a play. One, he should be super safe. He's made the cut in his last four starts on tour in, like, higher caliber field events where, you know, 
I don't want to say he didn't have any like business being in making the cut, but he had been like a value and he's still pretty cheap for a golfer that has been playing pretty well. Finished 17th at this event um, in its first year. But you can see like the starts haven't been elite, but he's the seventh best staff fit, has the sixth best course history. Now it's with one start, uh, 23rd best recent form. So we can get a golfer in like 23rd best recent form in the field at 7.2. Like, he is just a strong play. We look at the key stats, 28th in greens gain, 21st in ball striking, 28th in birdie or better percentage, and 13th in par 5 scoring. Like, he is just going to be someone that I can't really pass up on. Let me get into Tarrant. Tarrant has been a golfer that, you know, I've been on a decent amount as of recent. Um, he was someone that made my outright betting card. Um, I think when he fin I think he missed the cut that week. But, you know, he's been someone that's been on my radar as someone that can pop. Really, it's all about him not having that bad round. So he had his bad round in round three. He just needs to put together four straight solid rounds. And like, it really won't be shocking to see someone like him win this week. Like he is very much a GPP risky play. He's someone that makes more sense as an outright bet, possibly someone you could bet to top 10. Like he's just a little bit too much of a roller coaster ride with his game round around. Like he's not guaranteed to make the cut, but at this price point, 7.1 to get a golfer that could give you a top 10 finish. That is highly intriguing to me. And it should be to you guys as well. Uh, we keep going lower here. Um, you know, Grayson or yeah, Grayson Sig's been playing better. Doesn't rank out too well in the nine to five model. Um, keep going lower. Like Adam Shank, three straight make cuts at this tournament. Um, let's see. Okay, he's from Indiana. You know, not exactly Michigan, I guess, if you will. Um, but kind of same style events, I guess, if you will. Adam Shank just not a bad play. I don't mind Adam Shank this week. James Hahn had a pop week last week, but Michael Glillick I like as well. Um, he's a golfer that we rostered last week just because, you know, was too cheap. Four straight make cuts in a row heading into last week. Now five straight make cuts in a row. And we can see solid finishes there. 16th, 31st, 21st, 10th. Love that from him. He's made a cut and missed a cut at this tournament. Sure, not the best staff in the field. He hadn't been playing well really this season up until his last five starts. And that's that's maybe where like this, the drive to make the Fighters Cup playoffs, the drive to, you know, maintain your PGA Tour card might come into play. And that's where something like Michael Glillick at 7K is a highly intriguing play to me. Like, we can go Glillick and Wyndham Clark and get a strong, I would say, a strong chance at a make cut from those guys. And we're pretty set. But we can go a little bit lower here. Let's let's find some other decent plays. Brendan Wu's kind of casually popping. Chesson Hadley, guys. Chesson Hadley, like, at 6.9, it's like, I was just shocked. I don't know about you guys, but I was just shocked. 10th place finish of last week. 31st the week before that. 68th, you know, not the best. Uh, 10th, 5th, and 69th. So his last six starts on the PGA Tour, he's giving you top 10 upside when he makes the cut. And he's had near-made cuts as well. Like, Justin Hadley, over his last five starts, has had three top 10 finishes. And we get him at 6.9. Like, yes, I know he's not ranking out the best in the 9-5 model. Um, but that somewhat recent form is something that I, you know, you can target at 6.9. Like, that is intriguing to me. Uh, JJ Spawn, you know, not a terrible play. We keep going more like Tyler Duncan has been a golfer that, you know, has been casually popping. You know, he's someone that gives you a strong chance at a mid cut. David Lipsky casually popping as well. Sure, he missed kind of his last event. Not a terrible play. Decent value. Uh, Nate Lashley, I'm not going to play. He keeps popping up. I don't really know why, uh, but he keeps popping up. Matt Wallace, you could potentially roll this up. Strzok is a decent value. Uh, of course, history-wise, miscut 8th, 11th, like, you could if you want to. I'm not going that route, but just a lot of decent values this week, guys, and that's kind of the theme. 
So just kind of going over, let's see which golfers are going to be fades this week based off of the data tag. And then I'll be showing you guys our first look build and then we'll begin out of here. So no real shock here for the fades. Um, Siwoo Kim over his three starts at this tournament, his best finish is 57th. So he's made three starts, made two cuts, but you know, a miscut and you know, bad finishes, not the best staff fit, not the best recent form. Makes sense that he's a fade. Uh, Cameron Champ, you know, he's sucked lately. Makes sense that he's a fade. Jason Day, um, you know, nothing to really go crazy with with Day Jason Day. Um, but what's interesting is none of the like, I mean, look at this guy, 7.9. That's our lowest fade of the week. That, that's kind of interesting to me. That's what the data sees as a fade. That, that, that's interesting to me. Um, high exposure plays, you know, Patrick Hanley, Max Soma. I see, so I see Patrick Hanley, Max Soma, Maverick McNeely as core plays. I also see Mark Hubbard as a core play. And then Chris Kirk, once again, like very strong play. And then Wyndham Clark, very strong play as well. Like, honestly, guys, like if I could just plug these coffers into a lineup builder, um, trying to get, and I might, I might use the nine to five lineup builder to do that. So like, um, I'll pull it up here. I might just create a rule where all my lineups need to at least have three of those golfers in it, maybe four of them. Uh, I don't know exactly if we can do that, but what you would do is you go to player groups here, and then you'd say, I don't know, when a lineup includes Patrick Hanley, I want at least three of you know whoever else it was, Max Homa, um, I don't know, who else, Chris Kirk. You know, I would put all those golfers in there, uh, Wyndham Clark. I put all those golfers in there and I think I might actually do that this week where, you know, we're trying to really raise our ceiling, but also, you know, maybe put out a strong GPP. I think that might be the route to go. I, I really like that idea. Um, damn, <laughs> I'm going to do that this week. All right, but real quick, we're going to show you guys a first look build and then we're going to begin out of here. By the way, I did do a slight change of the logo on Twitter. It's a picture of this guy. Um, I just thought it, it made sense to make it a little bit more personal, I guess, if you will. Um, I don't know. I thought it looked good. Um, but, yeah. So, just looking at, like, let's just start off with Wyndham Clark and um, Michael Glick to start off with. And I do like Taylor Pendrith as well. We could potentially fit him in there as well. Guys, Adam Svensson, I didn't mention him, but I'm perfectly fine going back to the well with Adam Svensson. Sure, he let us down last week. Um, just could not keep the ball in play. He made a bunch of birdies. So really, if he stops making those bogeys, and this is a, a little bit easier course to avoid those uh, bogeys, I think he's a strong play. I think he makes a lot of sense. 22nd best at fit. Yeah, that recent form is going to knock him a little bit, but still a strong play at this price point. I still like him a lot. Like, you could easily roll with him. Um, but yeah, looking at it, like, Wyndham Clark, I love Let's go to Galilic. Love him as a play. So then, like, sure, let's say you want to go Mark Hubbard, you can. And I think Mark Hubbard really just withdrew last week because he had played a lot of events in a row and he had been in contention in a lot of events in a row to the point where, you know, he just had to take a break. And, you know, I'm perfectly fine with that. Danny McCarthy, like, I don't love, love putting him in there. You could if you want, but obviously Maverick McNeely we're putting in there. So strong so far. Let's see if we can fit Max Homa. Uh, we can. And then can we fit Patrick Hanley? We're obviously a little bit over there, so we can't fit Patrick Hanley in there. Let's see which golfer we can fit in there. Well, we could fit Denny McCarthy in there, I think. Yep, so pretty strong build here. Pretty good start to the week. 
Um, I don't mind Adam Haben instead. Like there's some pivots you can make here, but this is a strong first like build. So Wyndham Clark, Michael Glillick, Max Homa, Maverick McNeely, Mark Hubbard, Denny McCarthy, like cut maker playing better recently. Max Homa, you know, just a strong, strong play. Maverick McNeely, strong, strong play. Denny McCarthy, Mark Hubbard, both cut makers and strong plays this week. So there's a, there's a, a strong line of path to go with this week. Um, but yeah that's all i have for you guys for this video if you guys enjoyed it please give me a like and subscribe i do appreciate that um yeah we definitely need some more subscribers coming it, it's tailed off i don't you know like at the start of the year about 70 per month and that's because i don't beg for the like or the subscribe at all you guys know that and i just like to get straight to the point um yeah i'm in this for you i'm not really in this for me as much but I uh, just kind of wanted to throw that out there. But also, guys, um, $10 a month for the 9 to 5 membership. Best value in PGA DFS. You really can't uh, beat that. Even last week. Last week was not, like, the best week for me as, like, a handicapper. But, obviously, Tony Finau was a strong play. Uh, top five in the player pool is what I ended up on him as. Just kind of a little bit priced up to the point where I didn't love it. But last week, a week where, you know, handicapping-wise, I was with the field wasn't below the field and that's kind of the thing it's like most weeks you're going to be gaining an edge with my handicapping but there's also the data that comes into play like sun jm first round leader bet we hit had a strong first round lead as well you're like you're not going to lose that edge with nine to five and that's kind of the thing it's either you're going to gauge a small edge you're going to be with the field or you're going to gain a huge edge i would say a huge edge comes about every um i don't know five events or so so um, if you guys want to join a $10 a month, best value in PGA DFS. But that's all I have for you guys. Let's have a good week this week. And as always, let's keep cashing.